Welcome to Run This World. My name is Nicole DeBoom. I'm a former pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you insights and inspiration from some of the world's greatest visionaries who will help you run your world in ways that you didn't even realize were possible. All in the framework of the amount of time it takes for the average person to run a 5K. That's 36 minutes and 38 seconds, give or take a mile. We often go long, so get ready. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone, it's Nicole coming at you from a very windy Boulder, Colorado. I have had time to sort of recover from what you're going to hear on today's episode. See, we recently went and did a photo shoot in Savannah, Georgia. And the, the tough thing about skirt sports and the timing of our products and our samples is that you often get products to shoot when you're in the opposite season that you need to show them. So we needed to shoot spring looking uh, weather. And here we are in Boulder in February. So we decided to, we looked around and we said, well, well where is it nice? You know, where's it nice out right now? And not just nice out because it's kind of nice out in Boulder, but where is it green? <laughs> where does it actually look pretty? Um, we don't want to show a nice boulder with a lot of brown grass and dried up trees. So, you know, we, we kind of dug into our, our little mix of places we could go. And uh, the one that consistently bubbles to the surface is Savannah, Georgia. And there's a few reasons. It's beautiful. It's diverse. We have this incredible group of women who will come out and help model and let us use their bodies, you know, for a little fun, fun in the sun. And most of them are ambassadors of skirt sports. And it's just been amazing to do this over the years, build a community. But also, we got free digs. We get a free place to stay. Yeah, my parents live there. And it's really cool because they have three extra bedrooms upstairs. And we just like a bunch of adult kids, literally 40 and 50 year old kids, come rolling in the door. And uh, we, I immediately revert back to my childhood. And now I'm a kid and my parents are taking care of me. And it's awesome. So one of the last nights of the shoot, uh, we were sitting around the dinner table. And I said, why don't we do a podcast? said okay um and my dad immediately got up and left he, he was like i'm not sure this is for me um jen allen our wonderful beautiful talented creative skirt got up and left and cited needing to go to sleep um and she she might be not camera shy well she's a little camera shy she's always behind the lens but she was microphone shy that day but the rest of us hung and that that little family the wrap at the dinner table included my mom, Gail Molzon, uh, Myrna Valerio, one of our models and skirt sports ambassador. She's also been a guest on the show before, so she was no newbie. And our photographer, Kim Cook, who's an amazing woman. And then as we chatted, who emerged from the shadows, but my dad, Roger Molzon, he realized it wasn't such a scary thing. So he came over and I got to throw the mic his way. So this is a totally different kind of podcast. There are definitely some cool pieces of wisdom and inspiration in there, but it is nothing like what you've heard before from me. Um, first of all, let me tell you, we started out with my mom, and I so wished that I had actually prepped. I didn't. This was a wing it. Um, I didn't ask her anything good. 
we talked about like the weather. I don't know. Uh, she warmed us up, but she's just awesome and has the best spirit and she has the best laugh you'll ever hear. So I think she laughed a lot. And then we threw the mic to Kim Cook, who told some great stories about photography and becoming a photographer and how we met. I think Myrna or my dad, I can't remember who went next, Myrna or my dad, but um, both were incredible and we, we had a lot of fun. But the really cool thing is you get a little surprise. Um, let's just call it what it is an opera solo so one person from the table can sing opera and i mean sing all right so let's get ready hey give me your feedback on this one i have no idea if you kind of like the format maybe i'll do some round tables again enjoy all right are you ready i'm ready are you ready i'm ready are you ready hey that was a thumbs up okay all right. <laughs> Está lista. All right, everybody. We're coming at you from Savannah, Georgia. Not just Savannah, Georgia. I almost gave your address. Um, really? Skidaway Island, Savannah, Georgia. Casa de mi parentos. <laughs> what language Casa was that? Casa de tus padres. <laughs> All right. This is the this is the rap party of the. Spring 2017 skirt sports photo shoot. I'm sitting at the dinner table. Half of the crew are drinking wine. Half of us are hydrating on water because we didn't pee all day. And we are a little loopy and we're just reliving the shoot. And while we do, we're talking about topics, very light topics like transgendered kids. Um, we're talking about, what else did we talk about? Myrna, why don't you pipe in? What I we think talking? we talked about wine. Did there, we talk about wine? There was we a did. bit of wine yes. conversation. Red wine in particular, Malbec. Mm-hmm. The in- oh. absolutely incredible dinner okay. that was prepared lovingly for us by Gail. <laughs> so, Amen. so here's the thing. Let's introduce our guests. So I'm Nicole DeBoom, and I'm the host today <laughs> in my parents' house. Um, you guys hear from me all the time. So you know a lot about me, but what you don't know are a lot about the people sitting at the table with me. Um, let's start with the person who gave birth to me, my mother. <laughs> I've never interviewed my parents. I want to interview my parents. Someday we're going to do a full interview with each of you. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> The well, other half left the room when you Im- said we were doing this. I know immediately there was like no hesitation. He took. He just got up and left. His shingles were hurting, <laughs> which, by the way, he does have shingles right now. So that probably was legit. Um, so here's the thing, Mom. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being there. <laughs> I mean that in multiple ways. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's let's give a little background on you, okay? On me? Uh huh. We oh. were introducing you as oh. a guest. People oh. need to know about you. Okay. So, <laughs> so have you always lived in Savannah? No, we've lived here for twenty years. We lived in Chicago for the first. Well, I don't want to say how many because that would date me. Really? Uh, yeah, but that's where we <laughs> raised our family. You and your sister, Michelle. I know that. and we, <laughs> I do, too. And we moved here about 20 years ago. It's been 20 years? Yes, oh over 20. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely so, well, awesome. Yeah, over 20. So was it easy to just 
I don't know what the right word is. Um, immerse yourself into Savannah, Georgia life from having grown up and spending, you know, I won't say how many years no, in Chicago land. Um, yeah, it was relatively easy. We re- we retired, so we were ready to start a new chapter in our life and enjoy the active outdoor lifestyle of the island we live on. And we have seen the beautiful city of Savannah be reborn in the 20 years that we've lived here. So there's a lot of culture and wonderful things going on in the city as well. What kind of culture? Plays, music festival, film festival, um, wonderful shopping now, which there never was. What are you looking at? Raj. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> He's, He's still in the other away. room. <laughs> Skedaddling. Um, that's one thing I remember when we were kids is you guys really tried hard to give us culture outside of our suburban Chicago sports and, you know, the activities that we did. And we would go downtown to Chicago and go to these little house, uh, playhouses that had been refurbished oh, yeah. and, you know, somewhat shady neighborhoods sometimes and see these really cool plays. And I that I will always cherish. Really? Mom. Oh, yeah. it's interesting what you find out about your daughter right because we never go to place anymore (laughs) but I wish we did okay I don't know where this is going but um so what else about you know do you miss anything about Chicago and where we grew up well I probably miss the city because it's a wonderful city downtown Chicago but I don't miss the traffic most of our friends have moved on and you know moved elsewhere so I can't say that I miss friends that much anymore but (laughs) We've made wonderful <laughs> new friends down here. So, yeah. But um, why does everybody always move somewhere warm? Well, I guess you don't want to fight the, the winters anymore. I mean, the thought of moving back to Chicago in the, the terrible ice and the cold winters, no, not appealing at all. Really? So some people love the winter, though. Well, I think most people, when they retire... They want to go somewhere where they can do outdoor sports, golf, tennis, you know, year round. So I think that's one reason why we moved to somewhere that's, it's too long. No, you're great. Totally, mom. Gail's doing great. Anyone who's listening, if you're, whatever you're doing, just stop and say, I love you, Gail. Gail needs to be a host. Gail. (laughs) Gail needs to host her show. Um, so, okay. well, that's awesome. So how do you feel when I call you out of the blue? I'm 45 now. So I've dated you a little because oh, yeah. you, okay. <laughs> mm. So, you know, like Gail's not under 65 cause she did not have a kid in college. So sorry, mom. Um, but I'm 45 and I call you and I say, mom, me and a bunch of my friends need a place to do a photo shoot. Can we just come crash at your pad? How does that feel? Are you excited about it? Or yeah, are you like stressed that we're coming? No, no, I think it's wonderful. And you just open up the house and there's a bunch of like adult kids running around. Yeah, well, that I wasn't sure about oh. that. But look oh, who's back. Roger's back. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's great. I mean, it's a wonderful place for you to kind of hang out. And you're not here. You're gone all day. You work long hours from six in the morning till nine at night or whatever it is. And you, you know, you guys cook us such great food. Well, here's the other thing. Um, so you open up your house, not just to me, but to some of the people I work with. And tonight we have 
Our creative skirt who immediately went upstairs and said she had to go to bed. <laughs> Jen Allen. So anybody who has ever seen a skirt sports, something beautiful from skirt sports, Jen Allen has had her hands on that thing. Um, and then our photographer, the amazing Kim Cook. So let's pass the mic. And Kim's been sitting here just going, oh my gosh, Gail is amazing. And then I feel like that's what Kim's been saying all day about everything. Oh my God, this town is amazing. Oh my God, that shot was amazing. Oh my Nailed God. Nailed it. Nailed it. So Kim, how long have you been shooting? As How long have I been shooting as a photographer? Mm -hmm. Like professionally? Probably 25 years. But you weren't always a photographer. No. So tell us a little bit about how you got here. How did I get here to, to being a commercial photographer? Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> not very good at this. I'm not Gail. I'm not very good at talking. I hey, you, I you told us the story the other day about what you were doing in college I and after know, college. I know. I, I wanted to be a lawyer. I really did. That's where I was heading. And, um, and I didn't enjoy uh, working in a law firm, so... I was kind of a punk rock chick, free spirit lady, and um, decided that that was not the route that I can do. So I was going to be a graphic designer. Oh. I think I've been trumped. Uh oh. <laughs> no, no, we got. We're okay. We keep we're, going. We're, but yeah, Raj is getting close. He's yeah, back over here. I, I oh, love he's got the fact dessert. That he's got some ice cream and dessert. And he's he's slowly walking over. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, we're getting there. Anyway, uh, you know. Long story short, I uh, ended up taking a lot of pictures in my design degree and uh, transitioned to photography, and and it's just, that's where I ended up, and I love it, and I've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, I but met wait, Nicole. Kim, Kim, hold on. <laughs> we're going to get to that story, too. But what I love about this, you were you were doing, like, graphic design after after the legal thing yes. you were like okay that was a fling that yes, didn't work that didn't work now I'm going to be like a graphic designer and then I think you I remember you saying that every assignment you turned in had like photography in it and you were like here's some photography but I put a little text on <laughs> exactly. it exactly like, this is not graphic design <laughs> no. this is photography wake up honey yeah. and even on the design it was all photography like they're like oh we're gonna do a typography and it was Photography. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> everything so, I did had photography in it. So uh, yeah, I finally transitioned into that, and it's been super cool. But I have to tell you how I met Nicole. <laughs> I was um, such a great story because I this is like one of my favorites of all my assignments. Uh, I I was a freelancer for Entrepreneur Magazine. And they're like, oh, do you think you can go and shoot this awesome new company called Skirt Sports? And I'm like, okay. And um, they kind of gave me a little background about it, and it intrigued me. Being an, I, I was kind of really involved in rock climbing and uh, some snowboarding. So That's any kind right. of extreme, I remember, yeah, extreme sports folks, I kind of dig. And I'm like, oh, we can't just shoot at this like office that's not gonna happen mm -mm. <laughs> and so I kind of wrapped with Nicole for a minute to set up the time and I'm like well you know we need to be out in a field 
totally at sunset totally and totally like uh and i was all like i'm such hot shit i'm an entrepreneur magazine and they're gonna come photograph me but what i remember about you you had a feeling about me right away that i had to be outside yeah. like jumping around yes, right exactly and that was the actual shot we used <laughs> jumping in the air yeah. in a dress but what I remember about Kim is she shows up and she's kind of like fun and loud and has this like cool accent and she walks out of the car and she has um, a container of gasoline and like this, it looked like a lawnmower generator thing and you were like pulling it and cranking it and you're like, no, I need my lights. And because we're staying it, here till dark. Yeah, and there's like no electricity in the field of the Boulder Rest. So she had to like keep cranking that thing and start it up so you could get your lights working. And then I had my... Uh, a makeup artist who came out oh, in yeah. like sort of wedge shoes and a dress. She couldn't even walk in the mud. It's awesome. She was all fashion. But she totally carried lights. That was a great time. Oh, I remember. She, I go, you know, I my eyebrows, I never tweeze them. And she's like, well, they're blonde. I'm sure they're fine. And then she looked at him. She goes, oh, my God, you do have a lot of eyebrow hair. Wow. Did she say Oh, that? I, I totally remember that. She's like, whoa. We, yeah. It was like, awesome, great, clean it up for free. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Um. (laughs) No, it was super fun. Oh, it was awesome. So here's a question for you. So when you were in denial that you were going to be a photographer and someone had to kind of tell you, like, no, this is so obvious, like, this is what you're meant to do, is that something that's been a theme in your life? That some, like, you've been going on this path thinking, this is who I am, and then somebody has to kind of snap you out of it? Probably. I would say that. I'm, I, I kind of get, like, set in my ways, and it just kind of goes down, you know? So, yeah, I guess I could say that. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Well, let's, um, okay, Kim, well, here's the other thing. We, uh, we knocked it out of the park here. Yeah, we nailed it. So we do photo shoots differently than most companies. Most companies hire models, and they bring people in who've never run before and they just they look awkward in the clothing but they might like set up a shot and do like a perfect shot of someone doing something no one can do well we don't do that no. a we can't afford real models so what we do and that's not the only reason but b our mission is about working with real people and showcasing real women and how their real bodies move and what ends up happening is that everyone, no matter how they perceive themselves beforehand, walk away from a photo shoot feeling so beautiful, feeling like a supermodel and tapping into something that they didn't even know they had. Exactly. And you know what, Kim? You're a huge part of that. Oh, thank you. And I think it's like the way that you approach your branding. Because honestly, I've worked with all types. I've worked with high-end models where you hire in the makeup and I always look forward to these photo shoots because it's a free spirit kind of way of going. I mean, what really shows through is not my photography, it's the spirit of the runners and the models and it all comes from Nicole. Honestly, the the passion and the excitement that you have with your company, the way that you have I don't know if it's it's like the 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 word is spread and the way that the community has grown around running around womenhood around uh, acceptance. It doesn't take an incredible Olympian athlete to 
have a great time on the trail. This all comes from you, girl. So, I mean, it, and it's beautiful to watch uh, this community grow as years pass. I mean, I've been with you mm-hmm. for a few years now from the beginning a while ago, but um, probably consistently for the last five years, I've watched this incredible community grow. And it's such a pleasure to do this shoot with you because it's not it's not about you know trying to sell the product it's building a community and that's where you're at and i really appreciate the the support you have for women athletes all over the world and i am glad to be a part of that well you're one of them and thank you are we all crying yet (laughs) i know i feel like that's so amazing i couldn't have said it better and honestly like that is but it, it everything evolves because when i started i didn't i wasn't here you know, I was in a different place and I thought you had to at least have really good running form and I didn't want anyone with the floppy hands and it was about the right angle and, you know, and it's just everything has evolved so much and it's really just listening to what the people out there are saying and I don't know what all the other brands are doing or how anyone's staying in business anymore if you do not really listen because the way the world's changing is people want to be heard and they're going to gravitate to the brands that hear them. So, Amen. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You're well, doing it right, sister. Let's pass it to one of our models from today's shoot. So this is the lovely Myrna Valerio. Hey, everybody. What's up? The Myrnavator. <laughs> um, but many of you have already heard a podcast that we did together. But we yeah. weren't sitting together. We were not. I was I in know. Washington, D.C. You were in Boulder, Boulder and I was like in the <laughs> middle of writing my book. Oh, and yeah. I was also in between two conferences for work. And at actually, you probably you don't know this, but I was actually dealing with breathing problems. I was I. The week after, I got re-diagnosed with asthma. Oh, no. And um, so, yeah, I was all over the place. <laughs> well, I thought it was like a lurker on. It was like, <gasps> <gasps> no, that was me. Remember that movie? <laughs> anyway. Um, but Myrna. I think you're dating yourself. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I am. I know. But I've already, I always tell everyone how old I am. Like, that's how it goes. I like Well, I'm 41. What? I don't know. Yeah, well, you're so young. You can't even relate to my generation of 45 years. Whole four years. Um, so, uh, so here's here's the cool thing. Like, you have this thing that I call momentum. It's like this magical gift. Something happens. You're going about your life, and something happens. <laughs> And then suddenly the next thing happens and the next thing happens and this ball starts rolling and becoming bigger. It's like I think about that snowball that goes down the street, you know, and just picks up momentum mm-hmm. and suddenly there's like people in it and houses and whatever. And then okay, suddenly it crashes scary. into something and then it dies. Yeah, that's actually a bad yeah. thing. But um, <laughs> so, but let's think of a different, well, whatever, you guys get the point. Um, but you do have momentum. And so what mm. was the thing? So you are... Your momentum is that you're becoming an icon in the sport of running and Which fitness. Is really crazy to it think is, about. It is crazy and awesome, and there's you are meant to be a voice for people who mm. maybe are afraid to use their voice. And we talked about this earlier in different context. Mm. But you know, you've written a book now. You've got a blog that's really popular. You're people are relating to you when when we did our podcast you know I called I think um 
I, I can't remember what I called it. It was just Fat Girl Running is your blog, right? Mm-hmm. And or like um, maybe Health at Every Size or something like that. Yeah, something similar Health to that. at Every yeah. Size. Which is and, an entire movement into itself. Oh, totally. Uh. And one of the one of the best reactions I get, and I get it from almost everyone who listened to that episode, is that they just feel like you've given them permission to be happy with who they are. Yeah, which is crazy to me because, you know, as I say, I think we talked about this on a podcast. Um, I, you know, I didn't grow up in that kind of family. That was never, ever my reality. I was always happy to exhibit who I was and I never had any problem with that. Um, so to, to have the kind of reaction that we've had and that, or that I've had with people saying to me that, thank you for giving me permission. Or, or I, you know, I've gotten some messages today. I went and ran my first 10K today because I saw your post out, you know, that you were running. And I said, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run. And so they did 10K. You know, that's, that's amazing to me. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, well, number one, the effect that social media has on people. And number two, the, the fact that it's simply by me being out there, um, by people seeing that, I'm unafraid of showing who I am, that that gives them permission to do the same uh, and they, they, they gain some motivation and encouragement from that. I think that's really awesome. And I'm just out there being myself. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be anybody else cause ain't nobody got time for that. Um, no, and, but and we you can, know, we can vouch for that. Like on a photo shoot, you're not putting on airs. You are literally like, okay, what are we doing now? And you're just <laughs> one of everybody else. And you know, when you think about, you know, I talk about how you gain momentum, you're going about your life. But what was that thing that changed your course? Really, when I I had that whole health scare and then I started running again. And um, but when I started my blog, you know, I just wanted to write about running in my body. And uh, I, you know, I'd always been a writer. And then then all of a sudden, you know, Wall Street Journal, (laughs) somebody was reading my blog from Wall Street Journal and they wanted to interview me. And so that that was that thing that started this whole, you know, if you want to call it momentum or whatever, this forward movement, um, that was what started it. And, um, but was it, was it that you realized that what you were saying was important? Not that it was important, but that people were listening and then people were reading what I was writing. People outside of my circle, people outside of my family and my close friends. Uh, people were sharing things that I had written about. And, you know, that, that, was, that was incredible to me that um, there were other people who I didn't know that wanted to read what I had to say. And, um, and so that's, and, and it's still like, <laughs> surprises me how many people quote me um you know I don't think I have any like great pearls of wisdom but like people quote me well what's the most common quote oh my god should we google it right now okay wait I'm gonna google it while we're not a good verbatim rememberer didn't we talk about this all right all right we're gonna we're gonna have by the end of this uh podcast we're gonna be googling googling um some quote here when I throw it out to you well and also people have made memes (laughs) oh boy memes I thought those were called memes uh memes memes um yeah you know like that's really that I think that's really awesome I think it is so so cool so here's the deal 
you're here with the skirt sports team you completely mm-hmm. get what we're doing mm-hmm. which is i mean it's like a perfect exact embodiment of who you are too and um was there anything about like hanging out with our brand or the other women that mm. you were with that uh, i don't know that stands out to you or that you want to share well first of all I'm on vacation, right? And yeah. so, and you choose, um, chose to spend and I it chose with to us. Spend my first weekend of vacation uh, down in Savannah when my grandmother was born um, here, and it has not ever felt like work um, because the group of women has been totally incredible. There's so many different types of women that you have gathered and that you have attracted and they all do different things. It's a really eclectic group. People do different things. They have different outlooks. You know, they're younger people, they're older people, they're people in the middle, they're skinny people, they're tall people, they're short people. There is every kind of person here. Um, And I really, I really love that. And I really, Um, that's that kind of embodies my I think my spirit and what I do for my job um, in my career Um, just seeing everybody together and with the common goal of of you know of being who you are and being and feeling good about who you are wearing clothes that fit and and also I think being part of a community of women and being part of a company that um, sort of matches your own ideals and your own sort of personal ideology of of you know being yourself of of being part of a community with similar goals, even though everyone individually is very, very different. Uh, I think that's really cool. There is like a common thread that's pulling all of us together. I couldn't agree more. It's in it. One of the most fun things about a photo shoot is how you immediately bond and feel like sisters with everybody else. Partly because you're like, I'm just putting myself out there. And I'm trusting like the awesome Kim Cook to pull the best out of me. And she totally does. She and, does. You know, Isn't and, and you don't even have to work like, no, y- you know, it's not, you know, as, as you said before, you're not putting on airs. You're just bringing out yourself in the best light and, um, you know, yourself like times a hundred. Um, but you're not a different self. It's just here you are. And mm-hmm. here's all of me. So here's the thing. Can we be that every day? Absolutely. Absolutely. So people should be tapping into that special magical part inside themselves. Like, wouldn't it be cool if like a little Kim Cook was just like following you around yeah. all the time? Yeah. And helping. Wait, can you we actually like, do that? Well, could we? I don't know. <laughs> She's just laughing. She's Googling Myrna's quotes right now. Because um, I don't even know my own quotes. No, but you should. I, does, has anyone ever quoted me? God, I have I have no quotes. Can you please make a meme? Is it called memes or memes? I forget. Um, I've heard both, oh, both. pronunciations. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Don't actually Google at the moment. Well, okay, but you can. <laughs> okay, so here's Twitter. another good question. What is something no one knows about you? Or most people? Let's um, say most people don't know about you. I don't know. Like, I'm just such an open book. I mean, There's I sing opera. I speak a lot of different languages. I um, 
I'm from New York. Everybody knows that. Um, I don't know. I have a son. Okay. I have a husband Wait. who's in Africa. I've already got some. Okay. Can oh you gosh. please sing opera in a different language right now? Um, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Let's I'm not do it. warmed up. It's okay. Um, no, no. Pick a language. Uh, what language? Yeah. Italian? Okay. Italian. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. What can we sing in Italian? You can probably sing anything. Oh, I, mm, I can only sing classical music. <laughs> I don't sing anything else. I know what the prayer means. Um, oh, okay. oh, and that's not That opera. was my mom. That's Actually, you guys Bocelli. couldn't hear her because she doesn't have a mic. Um, but now we sound like we're just I know. Now people are going to hate me for saying Gosh, that. Okay. But, um, that's okay. I was talking at the same time. They didn't even hear you. <laughs> now it's all mumbo jumbo. <laughs> but I could sing something now. Okay, like now do I'm it. Like, do well, it. actually, actually. Um, for some opera. Okay. All right. Um, oh my goodness, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Want me to hold the mic for you? No, pretend you're on one of those shows. The voice. Yeah. Okay. You can even stand up if you want. You want to belt no, it out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, yeah, we're going to... Wait, do they turn around? <laughs> Love this. Okay, I'll do O Mio Babino Caro, which is uh, by um, Puccini. From his opera, Gianni Schicchi. Um, I should tell you the story about that, too, when I was in Florence, but maybe another podcast. Oh. Um, you have to make sure your kids three. aren't listening. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, mio babino caro. Ran out of breath. Oh my. Okay, Kim, your reaction. (laughs) Her mouth mouth is wide open. Look at her face. Okay, she's actually, her mouth really is just wide open. And Gail, your reaction, please. Same thing. (laughs) Ah. That sounded nothing like like her. Okay. Okay, Simon Cowell listening to Susan Boyle. That's what Gail just said. And my dad just walked back in because he was like, there's a famous opera singer in our house. What is going on? Wow. Myrna. Okay, I think we got that on video. Oh, oh no. <laughs> my hair all down. We have tomorrow morning. I'm a little tipsy. Oh, my. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. Oh, my God. Sorry, Sorry I ran out of breath. Up are again. you? Now we really do know something Did you train that is them? yes oh wait we have another guest on the show all right here's the deal myrna we're gonna come back Absolutely. later and chat more uh roger's turn wow i don't know how you can cap that i can't can you sing no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, you I guys. I barely talk. This is um, an incredible guest appearance. It's a cameo. We don't know how long we're going to have him before he runs away. The Roger Molson. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, so, let's see. We already talked to your wife, Gail, all about Chicago and why you Myrna's drinking some more wine, which is perfect and very fitting. Raj, why do you have a straw in your Because my cup? wife put it there. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Gail does take care of you, doesn't she? Well, she? She has to at the moment, yeah. Okay, so what's going on? Why is she taking care of you? Uh, Roger has a left hip, hip issue that um, we're trying to resolve. And it requires a homestay here for, for a while anyway. And... Thank God for Gail, who's kind of a caretaker at this point. She's been terrific. Oh, she said, keep it coming. What else about Gail do you love? She would like to know. This is a perfect time to blurt it out. There's nothing I don't like at all. <laughs> this will be my most popular podcast, in case you weren't sure. It's all full of surprises. It was also full of modeling, and I want people to know I was not one of the models. Oh... Well, you don't know what we were doing when you were napping earlier today. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh my God, he did have a jacket on. Um, so, Dad, uh, let's hear something fun from you. Does anyone have a good question for Roger? Because, so I've been thinking about this. I want to have a full interview with you sometime on the show. Because we need to talk all about your background and all the things that that have brought me to this point and how growing up I was very influenced by both you and mom and my sister Michelle. Um, but what a lot of people probably don't know is that Skirt Sports is very much a family business and you are the CFO. Behind the scenes, well, CFO. And what's really cool is we actually enjoy working together. We do, but that's because we're 2,000 miles apart. <laughs> that might be part of it. <laughs> but what's really cool is we actually probably communicate more than most people who don't work with their parents. True. <laughs> um, one of the things, though, that I love is that you actually work for me. <laughs> but believe it or not, I've always worked for you and your sister from the very beginning. Yes, I know. You know, when I was growing up, I have these memories of how much fitness and working out and exercising was always a part of your life, even though you worked so hard. Like, you left the house. First of all, you woke up at 622 every single day, right? Was it 622 or 620? Well, never 20, 21 or 22 maybe. Okay, I thought so. And then you somehow showered, drank your coffee, did whatever it is you do in the morning, shave. And, and shave every day. And you were out of the house, I think by 6.57 or something. Before that, 20 minutes, oh. I had 20 minutes. 20 Because I had to make minutes. a train. If I didn't, um, they left without me. Right, so you would drive 20 minutes or so to the train, and the reason you had to go all the way to that train was because if you, you couldn't get a parking spot at a different train. Like, that was it. Once you got your parking spot, that was it, right? Pretty much. Okay. So then you took the train into Chicago. Downtown Chicago. Yep. And how long did that all take? If you got an express, it was uh, 20, 25 minutes. If you got a local, it was 45, 50 minutes. Okay. So you did, like, every single day for how many years? 
Almost 30. Almost 30 years. You worked for? A big corporate bank, downtown Chicago, at that time in the name of the Harris Trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you got up at 6.20, and you got home every day at about 6.20. Yes. <laughs> I don't see, you know, it depended if I had to work late. Uh, but, yeah, I tried I tried to get home. I'd bring work home. I know you, yeah. But, but I would try to get home so I could work for you guys again. I know. And, but one of the things that you made a priority was that many days you would come home and you would go running. I tried to stay in shape. That uh, A big part of my life has been uh, uh, physical, staying in shape, yes. Well, and I re- what I remember is when you would come home, you would put on that, if it was cold out and dark, that safety vest that cross guard w- workers wear, and you would put it on over your your winter coat and then when I was old enough you made me have to wear that around but um (laughs) you would go run and I actually started running with you when I was old enough and it became important to me too and that's really we had to quit when you started to beat me all the time well that yeah that I don't remember what age that was Uh, but you were I think you were in third grade maybe (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I was a pretty good runner but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that actually, like, I don't think that many people have parents who did that. I didn't see any other dads running around the block after work when they had a full day already. No, and, and, and you were kind enough to give me um, books authored by pretty prominent athletes, both of whom, male and female, uh, grew up in, in families that were not supportive, that were abusive at times and um, both mentally and physically. And it's, it's hard for me to understand how that could happen. Um, it, that was never a remote possibility in our house. And, and I think you and your sister have encapsulated that in, in your families too, so. Well, that's true. Good. And the books you're talking about, um, Siri Lindley and Frank Shorter. Correct. And right now you're laid up, so you really, you need some books. So anybody who's listening, you could go ahead and send them care of Savannah, Georgia to Roger Molzon. Um, But that's very true. Like you guys were so supportive of me and Michelle growing up. And, um, and I will always cherish that. Like I never looked back and said, oh, I, I grew up with disadvantages in any way, you know, as a swimmer. You were known as Coach Raj, and you were there, and so was Mom, in the stands, and you had your stopwatches, you know, those ones you actually push, and you would get our splits down to the hundredth, and you would always, we'd, we'd regroup as, we'd go to our coach first, then we would go to Coach Raj in the stands, and you'd be like, so if you just shave off two-tenths, and if you shave off six-tenths, you guys are going to be top three in the state, yep. and uh, this is just how it went. Absolutely, yeah. and, and it wasn't just swimming. It included uh, track and field. The, um, the the joy parents get from their kids is terrific. Uh, they don't have to be exceptional athletes. They just have to be themselves. And and uh, I, I feel very sorry for those parents that don't take advantage of that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pure joy. We even learned some new terms. Natatorium is that what is swimming? The, nat- <laughs> the natatorium. Yeah, yeah. Woo. 
Um, yes, uh, and we swam at the Indy Natatorium many times. In fact, you used to give up your entire weekends to take us to swim meets. We did, that's true. And you would write our events on our arms. So, you know, if you have kids swimmers, you write the event number and then the heat and then the lane. And then the kid learns they have to be there. But in between, we would eat Jello raw with our fingers out of the <laughs> container. That I remember too. And then our fingers but would turn did, colors. That isn't something okay. you learned from your parents. No, I'm sure it wasn't. Um, I am blown away at how much McDonald's we did used to eat, though, as kids. That was like one of those things. There was nowhere else to go. You'd get those sausage biscuits. Okay, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, not anymore. Okay, so, Dad, thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Okay, you guys, we've run our 5K. So, who, Myrna, why don't you grab it again? And um, do you want to close off with a little more opera? <laughs> or some other song that you know? We could sing together. Um, or not. We could. How about a lullaby in Spanish? Oh. Because it's late. And yeah, and I like it. And it's cultural. Up. It's Spanish. I don't, yeah, perfect. Okay. I'm a Spanish teacher in addition to all the other things what that I that do. What was that thing you just did? No, I was, I was figuring out. That was me, by the way. Did you hear how good yeah, that sounds? Awesome. Like, oh, ow, my voice broke. Okay, go ahead. Voice lesson, $65 an hour. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, this is a song um, that's called Nana. Um, it's by Manuel de Falla. Uh, a Spanish composer who wrote, um, who took a bunch of folk songs and set them to like, set them to um, music, set them to instrumental music. Um, so this is one of my favorites. And it's a little lullaby. Duermete niño, duerme. Thank you for being you. Thank you, mom and dad, for having me <laughs> and us. <laughs> and Kim Cook, who already took off and went to bed because we got an early uh, location call in the morning. Thanks to her for joining us. And thanks, everybody, for listening. This was an unorthodox Run This World podcast, Tales from the Shoot. All right, everyone. What'd you think? I thought it was hilarious. 
We had a great time. I hope you really got a sense of the happy vibes. I personally am so appreciative of family. I felt like we were sitting around the table, this diverse group of people, and we all felt like family. Yes, my parents and I are literally, obviously connected, literal family, but when you add someone who you've had sort of an intimate experience with, your photographer, for instance, in this case, she becomes family. And Myrna, who really just gave of herself and her energy on our shoot, she becomes family. And we may all look very different, but we are totally uh, connected in a really cool way. I know I know you can appreciate this because it's almost like what I imagine a sorority or fraternity might feel like. You just don't want to leave because you love the happy, I don't know, just that happy, beautiful energy that is washing over you in, in these times with these cool experiences. So let's call it, let's just say we were experience connected and uh, the memories of that photo shoot will go down forever and hopefully we will relive it again someday. Maybe some of you will join us. So there it is, the Savannah crew. (laughs) A meal on the road, sitting around the dinner table. I hope you enjoyed this one. I especially enjoyed what one of my, one thing my dad said at the, at the end where he said, it was been, it has been truly a joy and a blessing to be so involved in my children's lives. And you think that you need to help your kids find their happiness, but really you just need to let them be themselves. And I almost just started crying saying that. And I paraphrased him. I don't know if it's exactly what he said, but that's what I heard. All right, everyone, enough. Hey, if you enjoyed this or you've enjoyed any other of my episodes, please go over to iTunes, hit the search button, pull up the Run This World with Nicole DeBoom podcast and write a review. We don't have enough reviews. We got to get this thing out there. Okay, everyone, you know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout and we'll see you next week.